Oh my gosh, we don't need a metronome. Okay, we don't want a metronome. I don't want a metronome. This podcast a little interesting. Sorry. We gotta get on this. Okay, today we're talking about a really fun book called Death by Living. Doesn't really sound good, does it? Anyway, it's a very poetically written book, um, and it's a challenge to give your all, to live all out, to realize that each moment of life is, you ready for this? Inching you closer to death. Great. So, (laughs) if you hear that on the front end, you might say, oh, this doesn't sound like a book you want to live, but read. Um, But it's a book that you really want to read because it just encourages you, don't be melancholy about it use each day that you have to make yourself a sharper, finer, stronger image mm-hmm. of God, despite our obviously flawed parts. So, because he talks about, in fact, that we are the only version of ourselves that the world's ever going to get. Mm-hmm. So, y- you may be, you know, I'm the mom to my kids, and I'm the only mom that they're going to get, the only earthly mom, right? They may mm-hmm. get other people that influence them, and there's no substitute for that. And God can do amazing things through other people. But I'm it. I'm all they got. Right. And so, and you're the best like representation of what mom is to them. So what are you going to do with that? So what am I going to do with that? And so what are, and what are you going to do with that? And you're the only you that will ever be. So you need to live out your story. So when we think no about No pressure. That, <laughs> no pressure. When we think about that. Our earthly story is a story that's full of struggles and pain and mm-hmm. hardship. We have, you know, good times and bad times, but man, a lot of times it's the difficult times that kind of they they're the ones that kind of get us, right? And right. so, and that, but those are also the ones that grow us and make us who we are. He right. Talks- and Indy Wilson, uh, the author, recognizes and says again and again, whether it's in his podcast or in his books or whatever, that you aren't the author of your story. But you are a character that gets to participate. So you don't get to decide, well, I don't need to run through this trial because I'm the author of my story. Well, that's not how it works because you're not the author. (laughs) We don't don't always get to make the choice of whether we're going to deal with the the good or the bad. And, you know, on the flip side of that, a lot of times we will be, we, we pray that good things will happen for us. We pray that we will win a race or things like that. But he, he points out, like, do you think that you're the only one praying to win the race? Right? Like, does <laughs> Who God does just God like love you? the most? Who does God love the most? <laughs> it's not all about did we did we pray hard enough? It's there's right. there's a bigger story that's always unfolding, and you have to take some of that good with the bad and learn from those things and grow and become better. So he's just an amazing storyteller, and that's one of the <laughs> biggest premises of the book is. Um, his storytelling with his kids and he talks about um and, and his kids are he tells a lot of stories about his kids and so we definitely want to um encourage you to read it because you'll want the stories especially of the european trip where there was sleepless nights cops called baby throw up everywhere uh, yeah, and 11 suitcases become two, but okay. <laughs> so, you know, when you've got a bunch of kids, you've got nine kids and uh, two suitcases, you know you've lost some things along the way. <laughs> and so what they lost, they, they gained more. And so he talks about these stories, but he talks about this time when he allowed his his daughter um, to tell a story. And here's her story. Once there was a princess, she died, the end. 
where's the story, right? But that is the story. That's all of our stories. We are princes and princesses, and one day we'll die. And what's going to happen in between? What are we going to give in between? Um, but with all the things that we give, there's so many details of life. Have you ever tried to think back on, you know, October 15th, 1997, what was for breakfast? We don't know. There's a lot of details in life that we just, are we supposed to remember those? Are we, how many details? How many meals with your parents are you supposed to remember? How many, you know, classes did you sit through? Are you supposed to remember your first grade teacher? Or are you supposed to remember what your first grade teacher taught you? You're not going to remember right. all the details of your life. Um, and even if we could, so a lot of times you see people trying to capture memories by taking lots and lots and lots of pictures and videos. But when I, there, were, there was a time when I was videoing something of my kids and I remember thinking, I am missing watching them because I'm watching them on this tiny little screen. Right. So, and even if we could capture all those events, we still would remember them more based on the photo or the video and it would change how we remembered that event because we have the video and the pictures. Right. And I don't, so I did a little experiment where I got rid of my camera phone for three months and I even looked at sunrises differently and sunsets differently, knowing that I couldn't snap a picture of them. Right. And it was, it was just, it was so unique because it was a chance to look at God's creation, knowing that I couldn't look at it again in the same way. Mm. And we kind of talked about that last week, right? Where, um, or two weeks ago, I can't remember, where, you know, you can't step in the same river twice, right? But if you take a picture of it, you can revisit, right. theoretically. That's what but we think. But you're revisiting it, but you're, it's, it's different. It's changed. Even the pictures. Right. Like, how many times have you taken a picture of the sunset and it doesn't, like, do justice right. to what it really and is? And Wilson talks about that, right? He said, or I, I don't know if he talks about it in this book or another book I've read about his, um, but... He says we it's what we're looking at on our phone isn't the picture of our kid, right? It's it's a it's just a tiny a bunch of tiny pixels that <laughs> have been like transformed through the phone that resemble kind of what our kid looks like, right? Oh, so we're not looking at our beloved, we're looking at these pixels that kind of represent who we love. So you think about that and you just think of the images that, and, and that we attach emotions to those images. We attach a lot of things to those images, but sometimes just having the image attaches a different emotion to it. So we're just looking at our, so we want to make sure that we don't get caught up in capturing the moment, but also, but actually caught up in living the moment and you're trying to, uh, remember all of all of the story isn't realistic so you know if there's a certain amount that we want to remember everything and everything needs to be important and significant and but it's not it's right. all the little details that add up to a life that's worth living and um, through at the end and so you know he, he also talks about a time when he told a story to his little girl where he made there were there were no bad guys everything was roses and tea parties and sunrises and beauty and he got to the end of it and she basically says try again daddy <laughs> you know like that's not a real story a real story has all these other parts to it and we right. we those parts of 
the challenge and the mountaintop experience. You know, it's like you don't get to the top of a mountain without adversity of some sort. There's a little bit of adversity to get to the top of the mountain. What do you think that is? Like in hearing a story, um, is that, let me see. So in her hearing the story, that the the perfect story, right? With no turmoil, no suffering, nothing. No fire breathing dragons. Like is that just is that just disinterest? Like is that just like is it a bad story because I'm not interested in hearing that? Like why is suffering necessary for good a good life is essentially his thesis, no, right? That's what he's saying, but I think we kind of know inherently, right? That without some kind of adversity, without some kind of struggle, you, you, you don't get, if you think about something as simple as a sleeping beauty story, right? Like if she's not asleep, there's no reason for the kiss. Right. There's no reason to wake up. There's no reason to wake up. There's no beauty. There's no, there's no opportunity for, um, for the resurrection and the rebuilding of the life. So, I think we just kind of intuitively, even our kids kind of know intuitively that it's not a real story. It's not It's not even realistic to them. Right. So, you know, they may want to have a little tea party for a few minutes with with mom or dad or brother or sister, but it's to, to live there forever and never get to climb the mountain, right. never get to experience success. You know, you don't- Or failure. Ex- you don't experience success without failure, without overcoming something. Right. Oh. So, so if we could live in that perfect peace, um, we'd probably, we we'd probably, I mean, we'd just be bumps on the log sitting around, not growing. Right. And so somehow in life, even our kids know that we need the challenge to grow, to become all that we can be. And that, that adversity drives us to success. So that's something that we want to embrace, even though it's sometimes hard to embrace in the moment. Right. So in the end, we're all moving nearer to death. And so you don't really know where you are in the story. How many days, you, you, you know how many days have elapsed since you were born, but you don't know how many you have left and we never do. So he asked the question, what is a life well lived? And he states very clearly that a life well lived is a life lived on a rising scale of difficulty. And so I love that statement. It was one of my statements that I hung on to when I was reading the book. Well, that's a Maxwell statement. Right? Uh, yeah. Can't, can't coast uphill. We can't coast right? uphill, right? So, yeah, I will have to do a podcast on Maxwell book soon. Because... <laughs> or five. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this one just, it just spoke to me so much that it had to, it just trumped it out, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, he talks about this rising scale of difficulty. He talks about, you know, for toddlers, their only job is to obey mom. Right. And it's really hard. Because right. man, mom doesn't want me to jump on the bed, but I want to jump on the bed. But the bed, it's calling me, right? right? And so we have this kind of a deal. And so, but if we don't teach our toddlers to not jump on the bed when it's not time to jump on the bed, then they become elementary students that are still trying to jump on the bed in elementary school. So that rising scale of difficulty, the things that were hard for them, if they learn how to obey mom, then they can obey a teacher and right. move forward and then learn. If you learn how to do uh, simple addition, you can learn how to do subtraction and multiplication and division. But you can't learn pre-calculus, pre-calculus without addition, subtraction, right. multiplication. And you've got to work your way. So that's that rising scale of difficulty that he's um, asking us to embrace that challenge, to live every day 
um, as a gift, as an opportunity to live in such a way that honestly, we're not afraid to die because we've lived it all out, that we've left it all, all out on the table, that we know that we are not afraid to die because we're not afraid to live. So if we've lived every day to its fullest, then death is just the next it's just the beginning and the end of the story well, is it just is it not oh i don't i don't remember this part but is it not just the next rising scale of difficulty scale of difficulty right i mean like the hardest thing you could ever do is die oh sure right? because it's something you don't know how to do right nobody's ever taught you there's right. nobody that's gone before it's so you that's hard you only do it you. once <laughs> nobody's come back to tell us to do right. so so i just you know i just i loved this the whole premise of this book with this whole idea of live it all out so that death is not something that's big and scary to you, that it's something that you can um, not worry about because you know that you've lived it all out. Um, And when you do, you know that you've lived the story that only you could have lived because no one else could have done it. Hey guys, one thing I've learned through reading all these books is that each book has a special nugget that I've been able to pick up for myself. I am looking forward to sharing some of these nuggets with you in the coming weeks as I get ready to celebrate my 50th birthday in October.